Hi, this is a Life of Learning podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Angela, how are you? Hi, Reggie, I'm well, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. I'll tell you what, it's taken us a while to get this session organised, but we've finally done it. And we're going to be talking about Reiki, which is something that you're, what I think, very passionate about and uh, you know quite a lot about it, correct? Well, yeah, I could, I, I've been I've been practicing Reiki for over nine years now. Oh, wow. OK, cool. So let's just start from the beginning, then, if you can just explain what Reiki is and basically how and why you got involved in it. OK, so uh, Reiki is an energy healing modality. It's uh, considered a part of complementary alternative and integrative medicine. It, it came out of Japan in the late in the 1927, I believe, is the date when a medical doctor and a Buddhist named Dr. Yushui went on a quest uh, to try and understand what uh, kind of healing Jesus was doing in the Bible. And he went to Tibet and he climbed a tall mountain and he went on this quest. He fasted and meditated for 21 days. And on the 21st day, there was a cosmic download. He just had these visions of these symbols and learned this healing modality, which he took back to Japan and worked on, did, did hands-on healing with people in his community. Um, there was a woman named Takata, that's her last name. I don't know her first name, from, from Hawaii, a Japanese person uh, living in Hawaii and she was very sickly and she went to Japan for healing and she's the woman that brought it to the West. Now I consider Reiki as a kind of a forgotten and also suppressed uh, history. Um, it's, it's in the oral tradition, it's based on symbols and the woman Takata, when she came to the States and she brought Reiki, she would literally write the symbols down and people had to memorize it on the spot and she'd burn the paper. But now we are living in a postmodern or post-post-postmodern time where information is accessible to anyone. And so you can, anyone can go online and look to see these secretive symbols uh, that are in Reiki. Now, how I got involved was kind of um, fortuitous. I used to work as a community organizer doing social justice work in Seattle, Washington. I worked in Oregon, Montana, Idaho, and Washington State fighting for economic, racial, and social justice. And one of the main campaigns I worked on was for Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act. And as an organizer, my job was to find people impacted by the various issues and give them the tools to be spokespeople people. And one of the, the women that I worked with was a woman named Trish Devine Wilder. And she had been shot at a young age and broke her hip. And so she became one of our fiercest uh, spokespeople in fighting for healthcare reform here in the States. She was a Reiki master. She said, you know, Angela, I think you might be interested in this. Come to the, the training. This was in 2008. And I had never heard the word in my life. I knew nothing about it. She passed the attunement. Reiki is handed down from student to teacher in this very mysterious thing called an attunement. She passed it to me. And then I didn't, I forgot all about Reiki for years. Fast forward to 2010 and living in Oakland, California, I was mugged and assaulted. 
very large man hit me, chased me and my partner at the time. We got away, but that led me on a very deep healing crisis. Uh, I've been diagnosed several times with post-traumatic stress syndrome, and that got activated from this incident. And so going through this deep, deep healing work, fighting through trauma, I remembered this modality. And in 2012, I went again for additional training and I learned it's in three levels. There's Reiki one, Reiki two, Reiki three. I got my Reiki two in 2012, my Reiki three, Reiki master is the title uh, 2013 and I've been teaching ever since. Wow, right, okay, let's um, just go back. Uh, there's a couple of things I wanna uh, dwell on. Um, you mentioned complementary medicine. Is as Reiki now been kind of recognized amongst the sort of like traditional way of um, um, making people better? You know, yes and no. Mm -hmm. So I can tell you that Reiki, <coughs> excuse me, is done in hospitals. Mm -hmm. There have been countless studies and most of the studies are focusing on the efficacy of Reiki. So Reiki has been proven to be effective in pain management, uh, dealing with cancer, uh, the side effects of chemotherapy, mental health, PTSD. So there is a lot of evidence of its efficacy. Uh -huh. And there's also still skepticism because fundamentally Reiki functions in a different paradigm than Western science. And I think this is what's important about Reiki now. I'm actually writing my dissertation on Reiki. I don't think I told you this, I changed my topic. And I'm writing the ontology of Reiki, the field and the nature of reality. So here in the States, we have a lot of uh, uh, confusion around the vaccine. There's many people that are anti-vax, and they have a lot of beliefs as to why, whether they're conspiracy issues or issues of health and wellness of the body, what have you. And so, yes, Reiki is complementary to, to Western science. They're two separate things and one needs the other. And I think that the crisis of science that we're witnessing now is as a result of this type of supremacy of Western thought. Uh -huh. And so, I'm sorry, there's a bee attacking me. Stop. <laughs> um, Reiki can help get away, get bees away. So, um, so I think that what needs to happen kind of in a broader societal sense is to, un to recognize that traditional modalities, which include Reiki, modalities that understand the nature of the non-physical aspect of the human uh, condition, that those are brought into right relations with Western science, which is more materialistic and more focused on the mechanics of the body and not the mystery. Yeah, yeah. One thing I will say in the UK, and this was quite a while back. I we've got private health. We've got private healthcare, and I actually had acupuncture done on um, private healthcare. Now I was really surprised that you know the insurance company allowed it because obviously acupuncture is one of uh, I don't know. It's, 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 I wouldn't say it's like Reiki, but it's one of these alternative medicine uh, you know treatments. 
And uh, so I was surprised that, you know, especially in the UK, I was just wondering in the States, do they have acupuncture? I just want to just digress it a little so, bit with that. So it's not a digression at all because yeah. acupuncture is also an energy modality. So yeah. acupuncture and Reiki are very related. So oh. is Qigong. Qigong is uh, like a Chinese version yeah. of, acu of Reiki. This mm -hmm. is using the energy field that is attached to each person. It's mm -hmm. what... It's like the force in the Star Wars. The force is strong with you and me mm -hmm. because it's yeah. in us, it's through us, and it's between us. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now in acupuncture, they are focusing on the meridians, which mm -hmm. are the ch energetic channels in the body. And in mm -hmm. Reiki, we focus on the chakras, which are mm -hmm. also the energetic channels in the body. And it's about moving energy, moving chi. And that's what Reiki does. I mean, that's what acupuncture does. They put needles in a particular point and it's bringing energy, movement. Mm -hmm. It's releasing, it's moving, it's letting the body do its own healing work. And that's what Reiki does as well. Yeah. And, and the reason why I got the acupuncture done, because I had, I think I had an issue with my back and I sprained an ankle and um, the treatment, normal treatment, ultrasound wasn't working. And she said, why don't we just try, you know, acupuncture, you know, let's, let's just give it a go. And from what I can, this was quite a while back and, you know, it worked, it really, really did. And uh, saying that since then, I've never had it, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's just a case of that person was into it. And every time I've seen a physiotherapist, they've not 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 been into it so um yeah but i mean yeah as i say but so i don't think it's widespread or they're using it as an alternative much within the uk that i know of i don't so in the states are they using it can you get it under yes insurance? you you can <clears throat> depending on the type of insurance you have <clears throat> you can get acupuncture covered if with com complementary uh insurance providers that offer extra a little uh, a nest egg of money for alternative treatments and they also have some medical doctors do needling which is similar to acupuncture but it's more from a western perspective so acupuncture is is well respected in the states but it's not that common and many medical doctors are are ignorant to alternative modalities yeah but some uh, aren't yeah, I don't want to get into, you know, the big medical medical companies want us to pop pills. I don't want to go down that route because, you know, we you could, don't we, have we, to. Yeah, yeah, we don't. But what I think that's probably maybe the reason why is because, I mean, where are they going to make them, where, you know, people are going to make their money from, you know, these types of alternative treatments. So I don't want to go down there, but I think that's maybe one of the reasons. <laughs> it, it's an interesting idea, but you know, there is a lot of commodification also in alternative medicine. You know, there, there are many ways that, that even healing traditions have been co-opted by capitalistic ideas and trends, you know, so, but I don't blame you. I mean, yeah, we don't need to beat that dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. So since, since you became um, level three, and is it Reiki master, is it? Is that what the uh -huh, term is? Uh -huh. Okay, so, so what's your journey been like since then in terms of your own, um, your own personal journey and basically helping others and promoting Reiki? Well, 
So let me see, how do I ask that? I, I, I still do individual one-on-one healing. Mm-hmm. I do it with COVID. I do it here in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do distance healing, which is very curious to me. I will be here and I mm-hmm. could potentially do healing on you from here. Mm-hmm. And um, I have my ways of doing that. I also teach Reiki. I teach Reiki because it is a modality that connects us deeply with our inner knowing, with spirit, with ancestors, but you don't have to be like a boot. You don't have to be a monk, right? You don't have to be (laughs) vegan. You don't have to be sober. You can be wild beast and you can still do Reiki. (laughs) So I I like it because it's more accessible to people. Now, um, how has it taught me? What it has taught me I think one of the most powerful things about Reiki is it helps you see beyond the surface of our our world. It helps us to understand how we are all profoundly interconnected, how there is some other force other than the mechanics of the body, the animating force is something that gives us an ability to talk Uh, communicate telepathically, to be able to be in dialogue with nature, with trees, with animals, with plants. It broadens, it's an expansive modality that helps you see the world in a different way, beyond the surface things. You know, when I work, I had a client recently down at Stanford, she'd recently had a double lung transplant, and I did Reiki on her from here in my home in Oakland. And I got a Reiki dog, like a voodoo dog, but a Reiki dog. I put it down. I I situate it with crystals, right? There's some kind of ritual aspects to the practice. And then I put my hands on the doll as if it's the person. And I see that person. But I will tell you that my back got cold. My breath was tightened. And I coughed right? I would feel her symptoms in my body and then they go away. So it teaches you how, how deeply we are uh, the extension of some mm-hmm. one thing. We are diverse and individual, but we are all deeply connected. Also, one thing that I've learned is the clients that come to me for healing reflect parts of myself that I'm healing. So in medicine, they say a doctor is the expert and they know and the people don't. But in Reiki, no. In Reiki, there is a reciprocity. There is an acknowledgement on my end that all the people that are coming to me are aspects of myself that I'm continuously working to get to a state of self-mastery and knowing that's uh, greater than what we're taught to to explore i think right. and okay i'll tell you what can i can i just see if i can try and ex- explain what i think you just said there based on what i've um what experience that i've gone through just through teaching because there are times when i've taught someone something but they've also taught me is that what you were trying to say to yourself? Yes, yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah. That I am never an expert, even though I might have expertise and practice, I always have to honor the person as an extension of yeah. some part that I'm learning, that I'm healing, that I'm always striving to improve and grow. Okay, I think that's I think, the beauty of it. I, I, I like that because for me as well, if I'm teaching someone that's probably, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years old, 
for me, say, learning to juggle or to learn to do the Rubik's Cube or, or whatever I'm teaching them, I always think that potentially in, I don't know, three months' time, four months' time, they can come back and teach me something. And I'm very, very open to that. Just because he's younger or it doesn't matter because he's probably, gonna, he's probably gone through a different path and he'll say, oh, Reg, I did it this way. Why don't you try it that way? And I'm Absolutely. very open to that. And it sounds like Reiki is, I know, I know it's really, it's not high level as Reiki, but that's the sort of like the relationship that I'm thinking that you're trying to uh, talk about just now. Exactly. It's a yeah. beautiful exchange. One thing I was going to say earlier is that uh, ego, you know, any, anybody could say they're a Reiki master and not have the same beliefs as I do. But to me, I think it's really important, especially when we're doing spiritual work, is to, to, to always be in a state of learning ourselves. You know, and I think that's what you're talking about. That yeah. exchange between teacher and student is that not the teacher has it doesn't know all the things. The teacher is always on a journey of knowledge. Good. And I think you can take that for everything. Being a teacher, even being a doctor, you know, learning from your, I don't know, your juniors, learning from the seniors, learning from be open to learning. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I do like that. I do like that philosophy. So you said you're doing your, um, was it, is it master's or thesis? Uh, now in? I'm working on my PhD, but I did PhD. write my master's thesis on Reiki, uh -huh. Reiki to the people in okay. terms of societal change. But now I'm, I'm writing, I'm doing a, a research, research study on how does it work? We know that it works. We know in science, they do a lot of studies about the efficacy of Reiki, but mm -hmm. a lot of the critique is that, you know, you can't uh, reproduce it, right? You can't, you can't attach rules of empiricism to this particular field because it has to do with the constellation, right? Who are the people? Who was the teacher? Who was the client, etc. But now I'm writing on how does it work? I don't know if you're familiar with Rupert Sheldrake. He's a no, British no. scientist yeah. who I adore, and he's written about the morphic field and the morphic resonance. And that's the invisible kind of ways, the web in which we're connected. And in quantum physics, they look at beyond the atom vibration and string. And so I'm going to do a study investigating how does it work. So I'm going to be recru recruiting clients and I want to do a distance healing because yeah. I believe also that there is an energy field. There is mm -hmm. this, this kind of this network that is mm -hmm. invisible that mm -hmm. connects us to each other. And yeah. it, it would, it's the thing that enables me to close my eyes, get into a trance and work on someone in Washington state from California or, or New mm -hmm. York or Fl Florida or in the UK, wherever. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I'm going to do that. I'm going to investigate how does it work? Why does it work? And why is it important now? It's important now because we have ideas of liberty as an, as an expression of individuality at the expense of community. And mm -hmm. I think that we need to reestablish re that we are all interconnected and that what I do has an impact on my neighbors in the context of anti-science, uh, in the context of 
this anti-vax thing here in the U.S., the QAnon, all of the ways that humans believe they're separate from each other. Mm -hmm. I want to explore that. Nah, interesting. And um, I, I like the fact that you're um, trying to, I don't know, is it, is, is it going to be, do you think it's going to be a battle to try and prove it to certain people or not? Or do you think that if you've got, because it's going to be more anecdotal, because I mean, how are you going to go about that? Well, I mean, well, I'm, I will do a research study. It will be a qualitative study, which are getting mm -hmm. more and more respect over quantitative. Yeah. Um, so my study will be phenomenological because again, like I told the story of how I feel other people's sickness in my body, there'll be mm -hmm. tracking, there'll be interviews, there'll be surveys. So I want to gather evidence yeah. and there'll be okay. participatory. Yeah. The clients will have a role to play. I'll have a role to play. And I'll, I probably will have an intimate intermediary someone yeah. who knows so let's say if I close my eyes and I I have a vision of whatever mm -hmm. I'm going to document that and then we're going to find out if that vision resonated with the person mm -hmm. I was working with and yeah. we're going to exchange notes so there will be some anecdotal but I'm going to do a formal study with formal clients and yeah. criteria inclusion and exclusion and all of that okay cool Two, two final questions. When you're doing Reiki with someone, does that someone have to be quite open to it, you know, in terms of the compliant to, to it, you know? Because um, do you know like if, you, if they say that, um, that if you hypnotize someone, that person has got to be kind of open to potentially hypnotism. But if, if, if they're not, then you can't hypnotize them. Is there sort of like a compliancy that someone has to have in order to, you know, in order for you to heal them. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand your question. I would say yes and no. Mm -hmm. I have done a lot of Reiki in public places. You know, mm -hmm. here California is a big cannabis town, so they have big festivals, and I've gone to those places where strangers have just come. They don't know anything about it, and mm -hmm. they come. I will tell you one of the fundamental reason reasons reiki works is because it puts a person in a deep relaxed state mm -hmm. so i would never make big claims i i'm not saying i'm going to cure your cancer i can't say that but when you lay down i can tell you this you will relax mm -hmm. you will fall asleep you might drift away and so even someone who's like rah, 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 they will lay down and wake up and be like, whoa, mm -hmm. I feel, I feel really different. I feel calm. I feel still. Mm -hmm. Now, if a person has deep mental health issues or a lot of repressed energy, a Reiki session could make them grumpy and tired. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean it's because the Reiki didn't work or did work. It just meant that they could only experience a certain level of a thing mm -hmm. but before their own stuff interferes but even then they will reap some benefit from coming to reiki some people lay down and say i don't feel anything some people said i fell asleep i missed it no when you sleep there's no resistance your body goes into a state of homostasis it does what it does just like acupuncture the idea is to let the body do its own work yeah, yeah. so i think yeah even a skeptical person 
you know, I mean, if they're that skeptical, they wouldn't come anyway. They wouldn't exactly. lay down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just trying to think of just what you just said there. They may have thought, well, no, I didn't feel nothing. It didn't really happen, you know, for me now. But they don't know that because there might have been something later on, a year's time, six months' time, or whatever. It's like I've been doing Pilates for years, and they say that you don't really notice anything for six months or you know to a year because you've just got to keep doing it but you don't know the improvement and the the benefits until later so those people can't really say whether it's done anything or not they can't really say that because they don't know yet exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know exactly yeah exactly exactly okay is there anything else oh yeah so what so the, the future so the future um in terms of you know what you're planning to do um you know with your own learning and you know apart from the um the phd that you're doing who knows yeah I'm just watching it unfold okay. <laughs> life is an unfolding and yeah. i feel very blessed to mm-hmm. be able to just touch people with mm-hmm. love and kindness in my heart and love for them many people suffer here mm-hmm. mm. Uh, suffer in so many ways. The other day I was dropping my kids off at camp in Berkeley and I saw a a gentleman on a wheelchair and a guy pushing him and he had just gotten shot and just got out of the ER and I Uh put him and he and we talked and I wound up raking him Uh and it was a beautiful thing just to love someone you don't know a stranger in a minute of a crisis you know i i love doing i once came across this gentleman a white man he was so angry he had like the ammunition thing all with skulls and Uh you know i i did reiki on him i gave him money and you know i had a feeling hours later that he was about to shoot some people i i could be wrong (laughs) but the level of angst and suffering and pain in our world is so great mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. more people that can just be kind and notice not to say that i'm not i don't have my minutes of being a wicked bitch i mean i can <laughs> but i try to just be sensitive and and offer some other way some way of taking care of each other that's real simple it's the same as a mama's touch oh mommy i get the kiss on the hand you know if we can love each other more better you know these things that are plaguing us the hatred racism all the things you know maybe some of that can be dissipated in that other realm that people don't know about especially in the west energetic realm is very important and in part yeah can i before you go i would like to offer a practice for all the people you know you can do qigong practice is a beautiful modality that increases your chi so if you can hold a ball in front of your belly and close your eyes and just notice the energy between your hands rub your hands together and just say oh i love you i love me you know, just touch yourself, be kind, touch your feet, be grounded. These are little things. It's not Reiki, but it's energy. And we all have energy and chi and love that we can share with each other in beautiful ways. 
I tell you what, Angela, thanks for sharing that with us. I really would like to uh, have you on again so we can discover other aspects of Reiki. But um, now this was really good. You've given us a sort of like a, a real introduction into Reiki. I, I've, I've never, I've, I've obviously I've heard of Reiki, but I've never, you know, um, spoken about it and, 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 uh, and, you know, someone explain it to me the way you've done it. So really, really good. I'm going to look it up and see if I can try and... Uh, you know, do a little bit more research on it. And okay. uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll hook up again and speak about it again. Absolutely. And if you want to have a class, I can teach it on Zoom. No so problem. you get get yeah. your kids, get some friends, and we'll do a Zoom <laughs> Reiki class. No problem. And you'll, you'll give us all your information, and that will be uh, all in the show notes for the podcast. Okay. Yeah, so if you can send us that, it'll be great. Okay, I'll, I'll send you my website and all that stuff. Okay. No problem. Angela, thank you very much. Thank Have you, a good Reggie. Day and right. uh, we'll speak to each other soon. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.